guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Shurina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion to help you guys to learn how to use nutrition as a precise tool to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Today, guys, we are talking about a very important subject about our nutrition and lifestyle choices that actually compromise, can compromise if you don't use, if you don't use them properly, can compromise the function of all of your neurotransmitters and basically your whole brain function. Like you're not going to have motivation that you so need every week and every Monday and every morning to get after challenging goals. You're not going to have motivation. You're not going to have focus. You're going to be struggling with attention and no apps or fancy, uh, I don't know, websites that limit your online time will help you, it's still going to be a struggle. And also, your sleep going to be compromised, you're going to feel anxious and overwhelmed, and more often than not, not happy. And not because it's a part of your personality or your life sucks, because we all have challenges in our life. That's just a given. You know, everyone is going through something as long as you are alive. So we all have challenges. So, you know, one might focus on the things that suck in life and one might focus on things that are actually going really good. And we all have both of this. But the the amount or the kinds or the predominance of certain neurotransmitters make you more negative or more positive. So your mental health, your joy of life, again, your focus, your attention, your motivation, your greed, your perseverance, your resilience, all of that depends on neurotransmitters and your brain working properly. There are certain things that are common for all human beings that we need to optimize as much as it's humanly possible to make sure that our brain, our neurotransmitters, they have a best chance to function the way they were designed to function for our ultimate well-being and achievement and thriving and surviving, not just surviving, but thriving, right? So let's get into practice, guys, right away. So there are three factors that will influence your brain performance, no matter who you are, where you are, what you do, and what you want to do. Number one, your blood sugar levels. That thing, guys, if your blood sugar, for one reason or the other, is all over the place, there is no chance your brain gonna perform optimally. Most of the neurotransmitters to work, to function the way they're designed to function, they require balanced blood sugar. Not blood sugar spikes, not blood sugar dips, but balanced blood sugar. And more often than not, We compromise that blood sugar with our own food and lifestyle choices by eating things that are rich in added sugars, in processed sugars. And by added sugars, guys, carrot juice is also an added sugar. Well, not really because it was squeezed out of carrots, but it's no longer with fiber and in a as a part of whole foods. So if you eat, drink carrot juice or beet juice or any kind of juice, 
Yeah, it's natural, it might be cold press and all organic, but it's still more often than not going to spike your blood sugar, and then it's going to cause deepen your blood sugar. And that roller coaster of blood sugar will make your brain not um, either produce or maintain optimal neurotransmitters levels, things like dopamine, like serotonin, like GABA, like acetylcholine, all the things that are important, again, for attention, for focus, for learning, for memory, for great mental resilience and mental health, and to feel joy of, thing, of things you do and, you know, things in your life. So blood sugar levels, added sugars, you know, uh, white flour, any kind of flour that is high-carbohydrate flour, or things like pasta, even whole grain pasta, more often than not, will still spike your blood sugar. You know, of course, the amount matters, what you eat it with, your overall energy levels, your over, overall activity levels, like how much energy you need to actually um, for your lifestyle, right? It's one thing if you're a professional athlete, if another thing, if you sit on your ass all day, your needs going to be completely different. More people overeat sugars, you know, uh, juice here, um, some coffee or tea drink there, a candy bar here, and then bread, and then pasta and pizza, and that's like all over the place. And that's why brain performance, you, you'll be lucky if you get 90 minutes of great brain performance a day. You'll be super lucky with that kind of lifestyle. But besides that, of course, we have things like not sleeping enough, that's going to cause problems with your blood sugar more often than not, or eating foods that are fried with inflammatory process ingredients that via your gut microbiome, via what's happening in your gut and in your digestive system, more often than not also will spike your blood sugar um, because it's going to trigger your immune system or some inflammatory processes, right? It's all connected. And whenever something is not optimal, like eating fried foods, foods, uh, it doesn't even matter whether they have carbohydrates or not. It's still going to trigger some immune response or inflammatory response, and that's going to spike your blood sugar because your blood sugar responds to any kind of stress, and inflammation is considered by your body, by your brain to be a kind of stress, um, right? So what can you do? Stick with whole foods, guys. If you are interested in optimizing your brain performance, your life performance, your well-being, there is no way around you around it you can't um, afford to not care about your blood sugar um, how do you know if your blood sugar sugar is all the, all of the place um, so for example if after meals you feel all energized you know like super hyper and then in some time you are super super low and that happens quite frequently and you um, find yourself reaching for either caffeine or um, some snacks, especially sugary snacks, that means that your blood sugar is kind of already all over the place and you need to look into that. And, you know, I'm not saying necessarily don't snack um, because it might be hard, but it's something that maintains more balanced blood sugar, something with protein, something with fiber, something with fat, something whole foods. Um, so it doesn't cause any inflammatory reactions. Um and then speaking about inflammatory reactions, inflammation is another thing that we all need to manage, guys, if we want to optimize our brain performance, because increased inflammation anywhere in the body more often than not will result in increased inflammation in our brain and increased inflammation in our brain, inflamed neurons and brain cells do not work well. Um, either neurotransmitters produced like dopamine, serotonin, and GABA, they're either not produced in a proper amount and not received in, you know, sufficient amount 
amounts or do not circulate the way they're supposed to circulate. It's a very fine-tuned system. And again, blood sugar can really derail its performance. Um, then we have inflammation. And uh, inflammation also can be triggered by foods you are allergic to or even sensitive to that trigger your immune response. Like I know that, you know, some people not as sensitive as I am to vegetable oil, for ex- oils, for example, or in fried foods, you know, any sorts of processed oil that is not um, cold pressed from things like olives and avocados, um, any oil that was oxidized would trigger my gut a lot. And how do I know that? Uh, I actually know that by feeling anxious and overwhelmed the next day. And it's just up regular limits that, you know, can be um, okay for me during any day when I'm going through some challenging stuff or, um, you know, just not necessarily thinking all the positive thoughts. Um, So just my stress levels, my anxiety levels, my overwhelm goes way up if I eat anything fried. That's why whenever I see someone eating fried foods, I'm like, yeah, not for me. And I bet for you, it doesn't work long term either. Um, but then foods like, you know, some people are allergic to eggs. Some people are allergic to certain seafood products. Some people are allergic to gluten because also gluten was modified. A lot of products, you know, a lot of even foods were modified like soy or wheat specifically for more volume of production. So how do you know if you are allergic or dairy products, right? Uh, also might be a trigger item for a lot, a lot of people. How do you know if it changes your state, we'll eliminate it for a couple of weeks and see how you feel. Don't change anything else. Just for a couple of weeks, do this experiment so you know for life whether that's a trigger food for you, right? Eliminate it for a couple of weeks, then introduce it back and see how you feel right after meals. If your energy goes down, if you all of a sudden become um, a little bit heavier and not as energetic, you know, maybe sleepier, uh, maybe your mood, your um, anxiety levels, you know, they change in a negative direction. So all of that can tell you that certain foods for one reason or the other do not work. Sometimes it's a combination of foods, you know, for me personally, I cannot, I cannot eat high carbohydrates and high fat and high protein in one meal. I'm just going to make me feel heavy and lethargic and low on energy. But when I eat them separately, carbohydrate with vegetables, for example, um, I mean, things like if I eat sweet potatoes, it's with vegetables, and then um, separately eat uh, proteins like fish or um, maybe some meat or maybe eggs, um, you know, protein and fat, and again, vegetables, that works really well for my digestive system. Again, it's not just individual foods, it's also a combination of foods that can create some inflammation or trigger your immune system um, in your gut and that can create, um, again, more inflammation in your brain. That means that your neurons not going to function well and that means that all of your neurotransmitters are going to be slightly or a lot off. So we have two factors that you need to manage and they're kind of complex, guys. Um, but a shortcut would be first start with whole foods stop eating products, eliminate restaurant takeout foods, fried foods, all foods that you are not sure what ingredients they used in, uh, or use, you know, meal deliveries where they're really upfront and clear about what they put in their meals. Um, if you need any advice on that, by the way, please ask me. I have more than enough experience to advise you on any meal delivery service um, or restaurant meals. 
and what I would choose uh, in those uh, meal deliveries or restaurants or takeout. So inflammation, blood sugar, again, first things, start eating whole foods, but also, of course, adjust your lifestyle with things like proper sleep on the same schedule, your light. Um, by the way, also light affects your serotonin production. Actually, in order to produce serotonin, your brain needs proper light exposure, right? That's why also it's so crucial to spend time outdoors, especially in the morning, to set your brain up in for optimal state to produce all the uh, neurotransmitters in optimal amounts and ways like dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, and other neurotransmitters. So, you know, sleep, sun, uh, managing your stress, so adopting some mindful practice like meditation, it's crucial. Making sure that you breathe properly, uh, making sure that you don't stress about things that don't that are not important, that are out of your control. And again, breathe, you know, four by four breathing really helps with managing stress on a physical and mental level also. And four by four, it's also used by Navy SEALs. It means you count by four, you breathe in, you hold four counts, you breathe out four counts, you hold four counts. So kind of like a box with your breathing. Breathe in four, hold four, breathe out four, hold four. Um, that helps to manage your stress levels and your anxiety levels and also to helps you to um, respond in a stressful situation in a more aware and um, in a more aware way making better decisions instead of being all anxious and all over the place and just you know responding on autopilot and not really making good decisions. So four by four breathing, meditation, um, cold shower also helps to manage um, inflammation and neurotransmitters. Exercise, 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 guys. Exercise is one of the best way to manage all of the neurotransmitters, your stress levels. Of course, here we want to shoot for balance. Now, becoming a professional athlete or exercising for several hours every day and then not recovering and compromising your sleep for the sake of exercise. Not that kind of exercise. You need to balance that, right? And also the best kind of exercise pattern is walk a lot, move a lot, be fit, uh, sit and stand while working if your work uh, requires you to be by your computer most of the time. Um, so we talked about blood sugar and inflammation, the, you know, strategies that we all know the strategies. You just need to put them into a routine. Uh, as a coach, that's what I help people to do. Put things that very often they know they gotta do into a routine, a simple routine that they can maintain. So they do the minimum effective dose, don't overdo it and live their life being in the best possible mental and emotional state. Um, and the last factor that will either make your brain shine or will compromise all of the aspects of your brain performance and mental states. Oxygenation of your brain, oxygen levels in your brain, oxygenation of brain tissues. Your brain is very hungry, not just for energy, but also for oxygen. Even mild deoxygenation you know, kind of like dehydration, by the way, guys, dehydration, of course, is also a factor. If you don't hydrate well, your brain will suffer almost immediately. So please make sure to consume your water, uh, eat enough 
salt, not too much, not too little. Um, and especially if you're a professional athlete, if you spend a lot of time in sauna, make sure to maintain appropriate sodium levels in your system. Otherwise, you can get cramps, you can get dizzy, you can get lightheaded, your blood sugar might be all over the place. So sodium levels are just as important as water levels in your system. Um, but besides that, oxygenation. Uh, brain is the hungriest tissue for oxygen, just like for energy. And if you sit for prolonged periods of time and you don't move a lot, your oxygenation levels in your brain really suffer and your performance and, you know, you might get fatigued and not energized and you might experience brain fog and you might have troubles paying attention and learning and memorizing stuff. Oxygen is crucial for brain performance. Um, how you can know if your brain performance um, might be already compromised because of oxygen levels? Actually, a few things that you can check with yourself even right now. Do your feet and your fingers tend to get cold. You see, we have the least amount of blood circulation in the ends of our limbs, right? So if you're someone whose feet tend to get cold, you need to wear socks very often. If your fingers get cold and you have signs that you have not appropriate circulation in your hands, if your nails, your nail beds get white instead of being pink. Um, uh, also, some people say that a lot of white dots can be a factor here. But the most important factor, if your hands, if your feet get cold easily, um, oxygenation and blood circulation uh, in your extremities and your head is your, one of your extremities might be compromised. And so you might look into doing something about that. And one of the best ways to start oxygenating and, you know, improving blood circulation towards your brain, towards your limbs, one of the best things to do is exercise and movement. So make sure to have exercise practice. Um, for brain oxygenation specifically, that's why I like practicing my handstands, you know, handstands, headsets, or spending time on a table that is designed to put your head um, below your feet. So basically, when your blood uh, circulation. When your feet is up, your head is down in that position. Also, downward dog helps a lot with blood circulation, with oxygenation of your brain. Um, those positions, exercise, again, of any kind, movement as much as possible. Um, breathing, hyperventilation, of course, helps with that. It doesn't just raise your uh, focus levels, your alertness, your wakefulness. It actually brings more oxygen and more blood towards your brain. Um, what also helps is to, every 30 minutes, do some sort of movement. As I always say, it's actually been shown by NASA scientists to be the most effective protocol. Every 30 minutes you move. I usually do a few squats, and it doesn't matter where you are. You can always do a few squats. Even when I'm in a restaurant, every 30 minutes I will stand up, excuse myself, go to a restroom, and do a couple of squats on the toilet. So that's what I do. No kidding. 
Um, because my brain is important to me and I want to be making the best possible decisions at every point. Plus, I'm the kind of person who loves movement when I sit for a long period of time. I feel like everything is just stuck in my body. I just can't do that. So I like to excuse myself and and go and do stuff. I like moving all the time, but it's also great for blood circulation, for oxygenation of your brain. Um, So do a few squats, you know, let the gravity move your blood through your body and towards your brain, brain. Um, so move. Uh, also, Andrew Huberman, uh, one of the leading neuroscientists in Stanford, um, he recommends if you work on your computer to spend half of the time standing, half of the time sitting. And probably the best scenario is like one hour you stand, one hour you sit, not like four hours you stand and four hours you sit, because what's important for blood circulation is change of the position, not just being stuck in one position, right? And then just move, move, move. That blood circulation with nutrients, with oxygen is super important for your brain especially. Then also, of course, for your, all of your, the whole body, for your blood sugar levels, also for your inflammation levels, believe it or not. So movement is important for all of that. And the best, the easiest way I found is to just every 30 minutes do something active, really, really small. You know, a lot of my clients start doing almost workouts um, during those breaks, especially if they work from home. They're like, I'm going to do push-ups and squats and burpees, and then they might get enough enthusiasm to do it for one day, but then but then it's like, well, it's not sustainable, you know, I get tired, and, you know, when I'm uh, at the meeting, I can't do that, or uh, I just forget about it. But that's because you got to make it super, super tiny, super, super simple. Again, stand up, do five squats, sit down uh, every 30 minutes. That's all. It's going to take literally like 15 seconds, right? That's how it's supposed to be, not a, a workout every 30 minutes. That's not what I mean. Um, and that's it, guys. So those three things, and probably hydration also, but we, you know, you kind of know that already. So managing your blood sugar levels, managing your inflammation levels, and managing the oxygen levels in your brain. Three crucial things that you need to manage if you ever want to have a chance to feel what your brain looks like, feels like, works like when it's at its best. If you don't have this three for the rest of the stuff, don't even bother. No smart drug will work for you. No, I don't know, nutritional supplement. No amount of fava beans with L-dopa. Not going to work for your dopamine levels. If your blood sugar is all, all over the place, if your body is inflamed, if your blood circulation and blood oxygen, oxygenation are all over the place. And that's kind of, I guess, a complicated part, right? Because there are so many things that can influence all of these three things. But a few most important things, sleep, you know, hydration, light exposure, exercise, eat whole foods, eat balanced meals, don't go for any of the crazy diets, just eat whole foods, balanced meats with a lot of protein, vegetables, um, carbohydrate, manage those depending on your lifestyle, your carbohydrate tolerance, your uh, activity levels. Um, don't forget to eat your omega-3s. They are highly anti-inflammatory. Um, and 
manage, have some mindful practice, manage your stress, you know, use the breathing. Four by four is a great way to start. Um, do a few minutes, maybe three times um, a day, maybe like four breaths, four by four three times um, a day. Um, have meditation practice, use one of the apps, uh, take a shower, um, and repeat some grateful statements a few times a day. You know, notice things that you are so fortunate to have in your life. And, and laugh more often. You know, people make fun of me sometimes. They're like, Angela, you recommend laughter and stand-up comedy as a uh, way to manage your uh, motivation, performance, and mental health. I'm like, you bet I do. You know, after laughter, don't you want to just go out there and crush it and get after the most exciting, audacious goals and be a nice human being? I bet you do. We all human beings do. So laughter, another great way to change your state, to upgrade your motivation levels to become better human being to yourself and people around you and just overall joyful practice right so that's it for today guys your blood sugar levels your inflammation levels your oxygen levels in your brain do your best to work on those otherwise no smart drug will save your brain Uh, thank you for tuning in thank you for listening guys have an awesome week ahead Stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of very specific, detailed episodes about how to adjust your brain nutrition to get very specific benefits this week. So stay tuned. And till next time, as usual, eat better daily.